0: Like a black freighter with a skull on its masthead, this is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. What's
1: going on, T? Spade, how's it going? It's good, man. Guess what? (laughs) I'm not podcasting with you. You're podcasting with me. Let's go.
0: Oh, oh, I should (laughs) have saw that coming. I should have saw that one coming. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited about this episode because we just watched...
1: The Watchmen. Episode one. Who watches The Watchmen? We watch The Watchmen. So
0: you don't have to.
1: But you should. But you definitely should.
0: Um, so we're decompressing from this episode, um, and which we just watched. And now, of course, The Watchmen is now a series on HBO based upon the... 1985 comic book The Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It's kind of like the Citizen Kane of comic books.
1: The, the Bible, if you will. It's the Holy Grail.
0: Right. Everybody says, what's the best comic book ever? And pretty much either number one, number two, or number three on that list, anybody who's a real comics aficionado is going to place... Watchmen at the top of that list. And it's and it's well deserved. It's arguably. Yeah, I, it. I
1: i would agree with that. When uh when did you first read Watchmen? Oh, I
0: mean I read Watchmen in the eighties. I read Watchmen in the eighties. I bought my comic. I bought the ca uh, the copy of it at Forbidden uh, Planet in New York City there. It was uh it was right there on um on Broad Street and uh it was a little bit above my head when I was I uh, was that age. I um I didn't read the Black Freighter parts at the end. I kind of skipped those cuz it was really wordy. But later on uh when uh later on in high school, I was kind of I went back and I I really uh like a year or two later, I really kind of dug in and and went through all those parts and uh it was really good. It was really great. I think it's it's a comic book that exists in its time and I think that so many comic books right now and comic book stories and superhero stories are really just remixing these ideas or these questions or these 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 paradigms that the Watchmen set up. I mean, you would not have the boys without the Watchmen. You wouldn't have all these kind of deconstruction of superheroes. This was the this was that moment, nineteen eighties postmodernism where Alan Moore went there, looked at superheroes, and ripped it open right from the... opened up the hood and started tinkering with the engine and kind of really exposed it and deconstructed it completely. Uh, For people unfamiliar with the comic book, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who watch HBO's New Watchmen who are unfamiliar with the comic book. And the comic book began when Alan Moore was working for DC Comics. And at that point in time dc comics was buying another comic book company called charlton comics and in charlton comics they had a suite of superheroes that they were planning on uh bringing into the dc universe i'm just gonna do this from memory um it was captain adam blue beetle the question and those are some of the main ones right and and alan moore came in and said i want to do a comic book based on all these Charlton Comics characters. And DC was, okay, let's do that. And then they saw where Alan Moore was going with it. DC was starting to resist that. And they said, we want you to do this story, but you can't use the Charlton Comics characters anymore. So they just kind of, uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons just designed characters that were kind of remixes of of those original characters. So Captain Atom turned into Dr. Manhattan blue beetle turned into night owl the question turned into rorschach and even now like if you see newer versions of uh the question it started to become more like rorschach then uh rorschach was a question so it's kind of like they feed into each other. And then at that point, he Alan Moore really kind of... It exploded on the comic book scenes and it changed everything.
1: The gateway for me to get into Watchmen was actually 300, the movie that Zack Snyder did. Oh. Because I saw that. I really, really liked that movie. And then Zack Snyder was attached to, to direct Watchmen. So I said, let me... You know, I, I've heard about Watchmen before. I never read it. Let me, let me check it out. So I ended up picking up a copy. And uh, yeah, that, that's when I read it. So it was probably like... 2008 2009 around there because I, I think the the movie came out in 2009 i think so it was definitely a couple of years before that because i read it before the movie psyched to see a giant squid and then we didn't get it yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. you know and then i read it again uh after the movie and I, I really really liked it but you know the the movie gets a lot of flack which i don't really understand why it's it's a pretty faithful adaptation to the comic book um i just felt like they, they streamlined, streamlined it a lot better you know I mean it's a long one it's 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 3 hours you know so if you've never seen a movie you got to mark down some time in in your your day but I mean I I really enjoyed the movie what about what about you
0: I I think it's Zack Snyder's best movie and I think he did a good job I think there's some very cringe-worthy moments that, uh, like, uh, when they started playing Hallelujah, when he was, you know, they were having the romantic uh, moment there in the owl machine. It was really, really corny. And that really kind of took me out of uh, that. And I think he did a great job, a great job with Dr. Manhattan. I think Dr. Manhattan was done really well. And I like the epicness of it. The, I think the main problem I had with the movie and it wasn't the ending. I think the ending didn't matter. How he changed the ending, it really didn't matter. I think the, the problem of the movie versus the comic book was that in the comic book, the heroes were all just kind of sociopaths and and kind of mentally ill people, or crazy people, people, or or like crazy narcissists that get put on be, these to... Before, tapes we, and before we keep
1: going, just a uh, couple notes. Uh, number one, we're talking about the movie, the comics, and the TV show. Spoilers on everything. We're, yes. we're not holding back this episode. Also, this is not right. material for children. Doctor right, right. Manhattan, who T mentioned, is a is a man who's blue, who walks around naked all the time. And yes, you see all the Doctor Manhattan bits in the film. So, you know, just, just know that uh, if you're going to watch it with your kids around. Uh, you might not want
0: to. That's funny because we we, we just read the letter that uh, Lindelof wrote uh, to the fans of The Watchmen about why he's made he he agreed to making the series for HBO, and it was a story about you know his dad dying, and and it was a really great letter. You should go out and read it. And we could talk about it later. But in the it, his father hands him the Watchmen comic book when he's a kid, and his father says to him you're not old enough for this and walks away. And of course you tell a kid, they're not old enough. The first thing you're going to do is read it. Right. Right. And he was about, uh, yeah, it seems as if, uh, um, you know, he was of that age that, uh, that, you know, where kind of, where I read it too, I read it at the same age that he did. But, um, I think, okay, so this is the big, I think my main problem with the movie was that when I read the comic book and I read the comic book way before, of course, um, the heroes were sociopaths, you know, clinical narcissists. They were just people who would kind of – why put on a costume and run around? It, there was, it, was, it was psychological problems, people with psychological right, problems. Right, it's a tease
1: point. He's saying and people – it's because they are people. There's nobody with superpowers other than Dr. Manhattan. None. They're, they're, they really Dr. are. Manhattan. I mean right. think of Batman, right? Night Owl is your Batman. Right. Uh, Rorschach is essentially like right. your Daredevil there's the comedian who's kind of like the punisher yeah, yeah, yeah. like like that kind of that kind of right thing. right 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 right
0: i and uh, and uh, actually the punisher started becoming more like the comedian it was is you know it's a back and forth there but like for example the original dollar bill right, who's see, who's seen prominently in the uh in the um, in the comics uh, the new episode in, in the comic book in 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 the movie and now in in the new television series dollar bill it was a kind of thing where dollar bill the hero what was the concept a bank saw people who were dressing up and running around as superheroes so the bank says hey let's make a superhero for our bank and he'll stand out in front of the bank so people will be feel safer around our banks and then in the comic book and i mean in the story he gets caught in
1: the he, get, he gets, he gets caught shot in the right? revolving door his oh cape. wait oh no <laughs> <term style>, <laughs> in right. the door. He yeah, gets right. his cape gets caught in the revolving <laughs> right.
0: door and he gets shot by the gangsters. Uh, you know, of course, like, you know, uh, hat tip to Incredibles, no, you know, no capes. Uh,
1: <laughs> maybe maybe Dollar Bill should become our mascot.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um so so these were actual real life people. Yeah. Real life people. I mean, obviously it's a comic book and they're not, but Alan Moore really wrote them as close to as you can about why would people do this and um but then you i watched the movie it had uh, um, zach snyder's signature kind of bullet time and these people really were superhuman like captain america superhuman they didn't couldn't fly they couldn't do this but the, their strength fighting and strength and technical ability and their ability to move in these crazy slow motion theatrical i think that was the wrong decision but i mean that's Zack schneider's signature feel to films but it that's what was like lost the real essence for Watchmen for me for the film i enjoyed the film i like the film i don't mean to dog it but um i think that that was, I think, the part that missed the mark of what the Watchman really was in the film.
1: See, I um, I actually saw that on uh, on IMAX all the way up in West Nyack. So we took like a two hour drive to actually go see this movie because there's no IMAX screens around. So I just remember that kind of stuff being really, really cool on a giant screen because that's the real IMAX where it's like nine feet tall, not the, the IMAX that you go. That's just basically a bigger movie theater screen. Um, yeah yeah so so to me like right i think it was the whole experience of it was, was really really cool no and no doubt
0: Zack schneider's like this is sparta that slow motion kick right. and all of his kind of like i love it i love it that's that's a lot of fun i love seeing that in the film i'm just saying that it doesn't fit in with what the point of those heroes were
1: right? I, I get you yeah i mean it he he definitely had a style for, for her for his films. I mean right, right, if you've seen Justice right. League or Man of Steel and all that uh and Batman versus Superman, that's that's him, right? Or what was it, the other one? Sugar Punch? Oh uh, no. Sucker Punch.
0: Uh Sucker Punch. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. I right.
1: actually bought that on DVD because <laughs> here's yeah. a funny well, funny story, but not really. I actually had the shingles um when when it came out and <laughs> and I was in his store and I'm like, I'm gonna be stuck home for the next five days. What am I gonna watch? And that had just come out and I hadn't seen it. So I actually own a copy of that on on Blu ray. Not not happy to admit that.
0: Um you know what? And I enjoyed that. I mean, I enjoyed that uh film. Uh I mean I turned my mind off. You know what I mean? I didn't really kind of um you know, I don't you know, I don't the Philosophy 101 trippiness of the whole thing, you know, didn't didn't turn me on. It didn't get... It, it was like, this is really deep. And I'm like, it's not that yeah, deep. Yeah, right, right, right. It, it tried so, to be. Uh, right? Trying to be deep. But, you know, but I enjoyed the visuals. And oh, it was yeah, it's a, a great, it's a great looking film. Uh, I mean, all
1: his stuff, I think, is, is yeah. great looking. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but we're going to get off the Zack Snyder bashing. Let, let's actually get into the show. So, th- this first episode... I I really really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. It's um, it definitely took the the sour taste out of my mouth from the finale of Game of Thrones in terms of what HBO can offer on yeah. TV. Yeah,
0: and and the showrunner is um, Dave Lindelof. Da- right, Damon. Lind-
1: Damon Lindelof. Damon, Dave- yeah. Dave, sorry, so, I'm so, sorry, so he Dave. did Lost. If, if anybody uh, you know has seen Lost, so you know he's Mystery yeah. Box and, Man
0: and the Leftovers. Right.
1: He did the Leftovers too. That's right. Yep.
0: That was that's uh, HBO as well. It's. Uh, if uh, one out of every 10 people disappeared on Earth, it's like a mini end game snap.
1: <laughs> 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 Little better odds, I guess, if it's only one out of 10. Right, uh, yeah, right, I, I've right. never seen yeah, The Leftovers. Like, I don't know anything about one it. One out of every 10 people. Half
0: of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started watching that. That show, I was interested in, but it was kind of slow moving for me. It was interesting. But I kind of trailed off, and I didn't. I didn't complete it. The acting was good. the 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 production value was great. It was good, but I kind of just kind of it petered out for me because it was one of those things like Lost, that asked a lot of questions but nothing was answered.
1: Right. You know. Well, that, that's J J. That, that's my fear for for Star Wars, but we'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah. Right. Um. So Watchmen, how many how many capes up? Do you, get, do you give this one? So. I wasn't
0: ready to give any kind of opinion of it because right when I finished watching the first episode I I was I was kind of disturbed and I didn't and and uh, I didn't know how to approach it and sorry folks I mean I don't know that I can you know one can discuss this television show without you know getting into politics and race relations and and everything like that and I was kind of walking away from it going I you know not kind of thinking about uh, not knowing how i felt about it
1: i i think that's part of the point to um make you uncomfortable right 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 y- right you know i mean that that's that's the movie too There's there's situations in there you know it's alternate timeline of right, real right. events basically
0: so i think the television show came out swinging like a, i mean it was it just like, it came out roaring and this is really important because the the first scene of the film is set in 1921. And I'm like, wait a second, things did, the alternate timeline of Watchmen doesn't really start happening till the 1940s. And it shows this terrible racial massacre taking place in, in Oklahoma. And I'm like, wait a second, this, this is crazy. And I'm like, wait, wait, I, I know about this. This this actually happened, didn't it? And then I went and I and I and I and I looked it up after it was over. I started, you know, looking online, and it was the 1921 Tulsa uh, race massacre uh, that took place. And it's one of these kind of things that it's such a horrendous point in our history that's not taught.
1: Yeah, I I never heard about this until you pointed out to me. You're like, this is a a real event. I'm like, you know, I didn't even think about it i just thought it was you know here we are just setting up the show and this is going to be the kid who becomes batman you know because his parents are killed kind of thing. right
0: right and and you know what that's what damon lindelof said because he was talking to the uh, the director of black panther ryan coogler ryan coogler wrote a an essay or wrote something about and wrote something about you know when he was doing black panther and he discussed it and damon lindelof read it and he was like wait a second I'm not really familiar with that. And then he looked it up, and then he felt terrible, like I did. Like I don't really know much about that. That's amazing. That that it's terrible that that happened in the United States, and we're not aware from it. And it's and it's really crazy. Hundreds of a hundred people were murdered. Um, decapitations happened. Um, people got into a plane and were bombing. And so the story of the the 1921 Tulsa massacre is that there was this one part of Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was majority black, and it was thriving. It was—they called it Black the, Wall
1: Street, right? I think it was the nickname,
0: Black Wall Street—and it was doing awesome. And it was this kind of I, I, almost ideal situation where the, the the money was there, people were doing. It was just like a beautiful, beautiful place that the that the African Americans created there in that city when they weren't allowed other places, and. Because of this, this, you know, one incident, all of a sudden, the massacre happened where, where white supremacists and Klansmen and, and, uh, came in and just burnt the place down, bombed it from the sky, killed all the people. And we're looking at, I'm looking at this, and go, wow, this is really extreme. I'm watching this first episode and it's really extreme, you know, but it, it really happened. That is the one, 100% real part of that episode of Watchmen. And it was, it's amazing that they, that something like this, you know, and, uh, you know, not to go into what Mark Scorsese said, but there's this kind of idea about superhero films and, and what it does. And this is an example of what, how a superhero film can really, or story or, or comic book or, or television show can really kind of you know bring these ideas and these concerns up to the main part and it it was great and then the little boy is 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 leaving he's put on a cart like moses or kalel in a in a yes, spaceship right. right and he's sent away right and uh they have that, uh, you know, the American flag, I think, that the, there was a baby he found and they wrapped, in, they wrapped it in, wrapped the, the baby in an American flag. It was really very, very yeah. weird kind of like right. the...
1: And So, so yeah, his his cart, you know, basically gets bombed and, and like he said, he just, he finds a baby and that's where it ends, right? It doesn't... And then there's an immediate
0: transition to the same road in Tulsa, Oklahoma and you have a cop pulling over a driver.
1: Right. That this was this was interesting too because this took all the the tropes of what's going on in in our country now where right, uh right. you have white white cops basically pulling over black drivers and mm, right. you know interrogating them basically. So here you right. have a white driver with a what a black cop and the you know the cops giving the driver a hard time and he even goes back to his car and says you know, I'm I'm fearful for my life. You right, need to right. unlock my gun. So so the cops here actually right, need their right. guns so unlocked. The right. They can't just shoot anybody, right?
0: And the 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 law enforcement, all the law enforcement we've seen. It I don't know if it's just in Oklahoma or it's throughout the United States. In the reality of of the television show, they wear masks, right? Which is which is a flip from what happened in The Watchmen, because in The Watchmen. They wearing a mask and being a super a, a, a vigilante, vigilante, a, a costumed right. vigilante, was outlawed, right? Right now, law enforcement are the ones wearing the yeah, masks, and
1: they actually explain it as the reason being they don't want the criminals to know who the cops are, so they can't come at them and get them, which I, I like. That's that's a good right, idea, right.
0: but but it's a secret police, right? You know, I, I can't trust. Uh, you know something's here because that's that was fearful for me Well, I, I think you know, that's what that, that
1: scene is supposed to be you're not supposed to trust this cop because right. he's insinuating that right, this right. guy is up to no good even though the guy is basically just driving down the road drinking a soda and now mm-hmm. the cop's like he has guns he has this he has that and you don't see was, any no, of that it
0: was it was the Rorschach mask in the glove box that it was a Rorschach mask in the glove that's box that's right now it's been a while since I've read the Washman. And I started going back and like looking for Rorschach quotes. And Rorschach was um I, you know, everybody is Rorschach's favorite character, not mine. Um I like him, I love the lines he delivered. I, I think he's a compelling character. I don't think he's he's a good guy.
1: No, he he's essentially like Negan from The Walking Dead. Just comes in, make a mess, right. great one liners. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I mean, he's not on Negan's level because he's still going after criminals and and things of that nature. Um, But maybe, you know, a little background on Rorschach. So he's probably the craziest of the Watchmen, hands down. Right. So he's like he's he's a good mix, I would say, of Batman crazy and Joker crazy, where he doesn't really have a limit. Like if you're a bad guy doing bad things, he'll kill you.
0: It's like a combination of the two. Yeah.
1: And major, major spoiler for the film, for the comic book. Three, two, one, he dies at the end. So, and when I say, I I shouldn't say die, he's killed at the end by Dr. Manhattan, but one of the things that happens is he releases a journal into the world explaining everything that's happened. So, my question is, and it's vague on the show, but the timeline of the show, I'm assuming is after the movie, or after the comic book, maybe not the same universe as the movie, but I'm... Because they're definitely using Warshak mass, so you're assuming they're following they're using him as his icon, right?
0: Okay. So so specifically what they said about the show, it is a sequel to the comic book. It is not a sequel to the movie.
1: Okay. I hadn't I hadn't heard and that. And that, okay. that, that that's
0: been released. It's a sequel to the comic book, not the movie. Because the big the big difference and we touched on it earlier, the big difference between the comic book and the movie is at the end of the comic book, Ozymandias creates genetically engineers this kind of Cthulhu-like monster that he created and he teleports it and drops it in the center of Manhattan and kills thousands of people so that and this is a, this is a complicated long story that I'm trying to make really short yeah. so that humanity will unite humanity Russia and the United States will stop being on the brink of nuclear war Unite to fight a common foe, which is invading, invading transdimensional
1: aliens, yeah. aliens. <laughs> right?
0: Right, and it's, it's so, the end
1: of the Avengers, essentially. Right,
0: right. <laughs> so, so, Rorschach finds this out, and Rorschach, being so hard set in his ways, he's like this ultimate. Uh, he he does this thing where there's there's this there's this hard line between right and wrong and no matter what never compromise even in the face of armageddon i think if that's not the exact line he says i'm going to tell everybody and then dr manhattan says no this is going to work it's going to cause peace between the superpowers let it be and rorschach says no and then dr manhattan just poofs him you know with you know you know snaps him into you know into he, he thanos him just just the... like uh, endgame. There's a lot of it the stuff that Endgame took from there.
1: But you know Rorschach had a contingency plan of a journal that documented all this that he mailed, mailed
0: to this uh, ultra libertarian right he, he sent like, it to uh, J. Jonah Jameson, right, right, you know, or Alex Jones or something like that. Right. That's where the story ends. So we're looking at this television show and when the mass cop brings the uh, 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 what's it called what's it, what's their group called the 7th legion or the 7th cavalry 7th cavalry. cavalry yep right um he brings the the person they grabbed from the 7th cal- cavalry into something they called the pod which is pretty much just an interrogation chamber oh wait
1: wait let's go back so so it turns out um the cop was actually right you know, even though you didn't see anything other than the mask, right, the, the driver ends up shooting the cop. Right. Um, doesn't kill him. That that's a big part. So yeah, now now T's uh going back to another character whose his name is Looking Glass, who's actually um Tim Tim, Tim, Blake, Nelson. Tim, Tim Blake, Blake Nelson. Tim Blake. Tim Blake Nelson, right. <laughs> oh brother, so he, where
0: art thou? He played the leader in the Hulk. The movie. leader in,
1: in the Incredible Hulk, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um So go ahead, yeah. I love
0: the design of that character, Looking Glass. And he brings, he brings, it's kind of like uh, futuristic Rorschach, really, it feels like. And he brings him into the pod, which is kind of like this interrogation chamber. Uh, from like a Clockwork Orange type interrogation chamber, yep. and he's going and there's all these great like Easter eggs in in the in the uh, screen behind it because it's all just a circle of screens, and he starts asking him questions uh, to kind of uh, check his pulse or whatever his dilation or whatever, however he figures out whether he's telling the truth or not.
1: Yeah, it's, but, it's a futuristic lie detector test. That's, so, that's so essentially Nixon, what it is. So Nixon,
0: who in the comic book was was president for 30 years, um, all of a sudden is on Mount Rushmore. You see a picture of New York City where the uh, 9-11 never happened because the Twin Towers are still there. You see... Uh, All kinds of, of course, they show Rorschach tests all over, all over the, the, so there's, you pay uh, really close attention to those images that they have in the back about that. So um, that character is really good because when he's interrogating or whoever he's talking to, the reflection of the person he's talking to is in the mask. So it's kind of like a step beyond, a step beyond a Rorschach test. So if you're talking to Looking Glass, you're looking at yourself. Kind right, of thing. it's like and looking it, in a mirror. Yeah, right. Or, and then of course, there's always the Alice in Wonderland reference through the looking glass, right? So right. you're going into this trippy area. Is the pod supposed to be through the looking glass kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe they'll extend that metaphor uh, further.
1: Yeah, but yeah, th- th- those are cool scenes. Lead character. Cool. Oh, yeah, R- Regina King.
0: Regina King, great job. Uh, great acting in the job. Uh, she plays... The character, Sister Knight is her character's name, correct yep, yep, and she and and they kind of said, "Oh brand yeah.
1: new to the show, not not from the comics, right,
0: not from the comic, brand new yeah. character, brand new character." And she is one of these uh, masked detectives that are law enforcement. She's she's dressed like a superhero, but she has a badge on her belt. Right. And she works with the police, and all the police are masked. And it's kind of like regular beat cops just wear the yellow uh, mask over their lower face. And then, like, higher-up detectives, uh, or, you know, the higher up in rank you go, you get specific identities, Based on...
1: Th- that's what's based on Looking Glass and, and her... Um, right, 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 right. And her, her character, Angela, um who's just a, a badass, basically. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, she could and her car is awesome, and she drives around. She's like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, very Batman. She, her secret shaft. layer is behind her little uh, bakery. Her uh, secret identity is that she just works in a bakery. I just have this little bakery. It's no big deal. She goes to school. She goes, this is how you, you, you cook. And, of course, there's Watchmen references everywhere. There's Easter eggs everywhere. When she's doing the eggs and she's showing how to cook the eggs, it turns into a smiley face with two eyes and a little stain of blood there, right?
1: So the cover of Watchmen is a... It's a smiley face pin with blood on it. There's there's a couple references to that and throughout the episode. Mm. E- even the the very end uh, of the episode with the with the cop's badge when the blood spills on it.
0: Yeah. So she's 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 a, she's a really great character. She's works closely with the the chief of police played by Don Johnson. I forget the character's name.
1: Uh Jud, Jud, Judd Crawford. Judd
0: Crawford. And and I think isn't there a character in the musical Oklahoma? named Judd and that it's all about Oklahoma, the musicals well, he, He's they, a big they...
1: fan of it. He's actually watching the show, right? That's right, like right, the, where you right. first meet him. They they go and they pull him out. Right. Oklahoma was a was a play that my class did in like seventh grade. <laughs> that that's my only that's my reference point to Oklahoma. Were you so, in it? no I wasn't in it. Uh yeah, I no, I did not.
0: <laughs> uh, but you know the lines, do you, yeah. did you...
1: all, all I remember is Oklahoma, where the winds mm. come sweeping down the plain. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I. And that's the only time I'm gonna sing on the podcast. So don't don't get it out of me again. I will. Um, so <laughs> I, I, you know,
0: I think I saw Oklahoma back in high school. I have to go. Get... But there's references in there. They're making references, uh, you know, references within references, you know, and there's like plays within plays, like Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, movies within the movie, right? So it starts off the very uh, even before the massacre. Oh, well, during the massacre, it's because uh, the little boy who of uh, the who is Lou Gossett Jr. We find we find out he's Lou Gossett Jr. at the end of, of uh, he's a hundred years old or something.
1: So like that's that. who you think the little kid from the beginning is. Well, at the, at the end,
0: one he has a mole on his face. They both have a mole in the same place on their face, and two, okay, when he's there in the wheelchair at the end. He has the note saying "Take care of this boy on his lap." It's one hundred percent.
1: Okay. See, I wasn't sure if it was him yeah. or if it was the baby that he picked up.
0: Okay, that okay, that's a possibility. But I, I, you know, I, a lot of uh, you know the YouTube uh, Easter egg hunters pointed out that um, the mole, there, okay, the mole on his face I mean, was it, the same.
1: Then that, that's probably correct. Like no. I'm, I'm sure it'll be explained in future episodes. Like I said, we're only we're going off one hour of a nine right. hour um uh, TV show, so. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Like I said, it, it just, to me, it wasn't clear. It was dark. It was nighttime, you know. But, yeah, so so Judd is like the main cop, detective, whatever you want to call him. Right. Um, and I really liked what they did with his character because you don't really know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And then he gets a, a mysterious phone call and leaves his house. You're like, all right, is he going to a secret meeting Right, right. or is right. he being set up? Right, which I yeah. thought was really, really interesting. So there's a
0: couple of things there going. You know, you, you, I mean, Don Johnson. You know, other than Miami Vice, never really plays a hero. He always plays. A broken person. Uh, if even if the best he can do is be this broken person who falls into doing good stuff, but recently he's been playing a lot of I guess villains, right? And you know this character of the the police chief has a drug habit, but he seems it you know it seems uh, like you're beginning to start going okay maybe he's an all right guy and then you know at the you know, spoilers for the episode obviously you should be out of here right now go watch the episode if you haven't but he's he's lynched at the end right yep so um,
1: his badge is the one that gets the blood stain that i referenced right, earlier right, which right. is which is direct so correlation to the movie. Tree, yeah and it drops yeah. the
0: blood drops onto his badge to again reference the smiley face with the drop of blood right from, uh, from the original watchman yeah
1: right? so now obviously it's who did it to him because you know the man in the wheelchair uh definitely not capable of getting him up that high so you know it's uh... so the
0: idea is the seventh cavalry right so the seventh cal- cavalry wears rorschach masks i don't understand 100 percent why i guess they were um they're kind of like uh they were
1: conspiracy theorists i guess if
0: conspiracy theorists i guess but you know if it's there's an actual conspiracy are you conspiracy theorists right because there's they he asked him in the thing he said hey do you believe that the squid attack on new york was uh a government plot yeah right a government plot right so but they're racist so you know, f them and they're cop killers, right? So, but they, uh, it's really, it's really kind of mixed. It's it, it, this. It talks specifically. This show talks specifically about what's happening right now in this country, but it keeps on flipping the script, right? Right. It keeps on flipping the script. It kind of like it's always like it's always kind of a turnaround. And here's the thing, too. And I and I was a little bit worried because so many people's again, so many people's favorite character from from Watchmen is Rorschach and then we're watching this episode and then uh, everybody all the bad guys are wearing Rorschach masks and then you're like that's gonna have upset a lot of Rorschach fans it goes what Rorschach wasn't a racist Rorsch-. and I went back and I started looking back was there any kind of racial content that, that Rorschach did in in Washington? I can I have to go back and reread it was was the comic book character a racist and then so like and then you're seeing Sister Knight running towards them and they're fighting and you want it you know and i'm like regina king is so cool and she's powerful and this and she's a great character but i'm like ah the cops shouldn't be wearing masks i don't want to root for the cops you know i have nobody to root for and that's what's great about Watchmen, the comic book in this like nobody's good right right nobody's really good and where if you were placed in that position where would you where would you come down you know, on it. I mean, I. You know, you could never, you know, never support like, uh, you know, mass secret police that come in the middle of the night to come and get you. With, you know what I mean? Right. And nor can you support racist militia. You know. And then where's where's where, where's the the where's the the third choice? You know, where's the third choice I can come down on? Doctor Manhattan. Right. There's there you go, Doctor Manhattan.
1: And we we got confirmation that he's in the show, right? Based on a all right based on a news clip. That
0: you see? This is something I read online. This isn't mine, but I'm not going to uh, reference it. But people are asking, and a couple of places have asked, when they showed on the TV the live stream of Dr. Manhattan, is that real? Are, or are they kind of just having a stream of Dr. Manhattan so people could see, oh, he's just on Mars. We don't have to worry about him, right? So they see him, so they're not afraid of him.
1: Right, because they know right. where, where he is. but based on the the previews you know at the end of the episode for what's coming up in the season you see he's going to make an appearance because they show somebody sitting at a desk and he's got blue hands and there's only one character with blue hands there's not a (laughs) there's not a million (laughs) kree running around they're not scrolls in disguise it's dr manhattan
0: i think it is dr manhattan on i don't i don't think it's not i don't think it's a fake news yeah i think what you're seeing is,
1: is face value
0: yeah I, I, you know why? Because did you, see, did you see what kind of building he was building that collapsed? Ah, uh, I don't remember. What? It, it looks to me, it looks just like uh, new castle.
1: Okay, well, that's all right. That's all right. So, <laughs> all,
0: right. so all right, all right, okay. It, We're gonna go into another character here. So, super spoilers. I don't think it's speculation. I think they told us no, very it, it's, specifically.
1: It's been confirmed, and if you if you're a Watchmen fan, you've seen the movie, you read the comics, you'll you'll know who this character is. The the episode plays it vague because his scenes can be taken out of context in terms of time. You don't know if it's happening the same time as everything else. Right, right, right. Um. So, another spoiler. Three, two, one. Go ahead, see, Jeremy Irons is
0: Jeremy Jeremy Irons is playing Viet, or however you pronounce that Viet, who is the the uh, the superhero Ozymandius from The Watchmen of the original series. Right. And like, and they're the the one who created the the one who created the uh the genetically engineered fake transdimensional monster.
1: Right. And the reason I'm saying that that they're kind of playing it vague is the scene where um, Regina King's character—I I, I forget what what's her name again—I uh, uh,
0: I forget the character's name, but the, her her code name is Sister Knight.
1: Okay, so Sister Knight, she's going in the bakery, and there's a guy sitting outside reading a newspaper, and real big, right. and the headline is Ozymandias is dead," right? Is it
0: Vite Ve- 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 or Adrian, Adrian Vite
1: confirmed dead? Right. Adrian
0: Vite confirmed dead.
1: Right. So now you get these scenes with him, and they don't say who he is on the show. So your theory is that it's out
0: of time. This it's like a flashback to him.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Or is it going to be a twist where he's actually alive, right? Where people just think he's dead and he's off living his own world, kind of thing, and then you know he'll he'll come back to to society. So I'm thinking it's one of those two things. Um, But they don't say his his name on the show, and they never allude to him being Ozymandias or or Adrian Veidt. So you know I'm assuming that's going to be a reveal that comes later, but. They already announced that Jeremy Irons was playing this character, so it's not that big of a surprise unless you don't know who Jeremy Irons is. But I thought that was a cool reveal or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so the the um Ozymandias, the the character's name is coming from like uh an old poem by Shelley about uh you know um uh, the what, what's the quote here? Is it Ozymandias? Well, is like right.
1: all all knowing, all-wise, right? Isn't that what it's meant to be?
0: Yeah, no. It's it's a it's an old poem, um, and it it goes about somebody walking in the desert and they see this 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 ruined civilization and this great palace that's and all these grand sculptures that have been destroyed by time and and the weather. And there's this huge stat. It's it's a huge statue and it's crumbled. And but you could still read the um, inscription Inscription. on the statue, and it says, "My name is Ozymandias, king of kings." Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. And it was like this huge, huge statue that fell. So it's kind of this warning about you know, being in absolute power and how absolute power is only a temporary thing. And, you know, it's about uh, nothing beside remains round the decay of the colossal wreck. Boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Um, it's, a fam- it's a famous one, and it's kind of uh, uh, this idea. So the idea about Ozymandias is... Even though he was the antagonist in the watchman and he did some evil, evil supervillain things, his end goal was to save humanity
1: right and he's he's the narcissistic, i'd say smartest man in the room, but he's the smartest man on the planet, basically, so he yeah, yeah. he's uh basically done the calculations and realized, you know, oh, we can kill whatever three million people in New York, but it's going to save. The rest of the planet, so right, right. That that's quote unquote small hit is totally worth it. So he he's that type of calculated and just cold.
0: The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Right, Star Trek.
1: Yeah, right. He's he, he, <laughs> he Spock, he just the not nice version. So so the idea is here,
0: Ozymandias. If you read the comic book, was the antagonist, bad guy. In the in the movie, he was as well. This just change things a little bit. I'm sure his methods are terrible and awful, and he needs to be stopped. But what is what is his end goal? What is his end goals at the end? Now there's this kind of grand conspiracy that the young uh, boy who is now a hundred year old Lou Gossett Jr. Um, there, where the police chief is killed, and he's talking about like a conspiracy or something of this this things that are happening that we don't even understand. Right? I forget the exact lines that he was saying. But is Ozymandias going to be a good guy or a bad guy? I think neither. He's going to be somewhere in between. Right. So he's not going to be. The, he's not going to be this mustache twirling villain that that needs to be stopped.
1: Right. He, he's. I think he's going to be more of behind the scenes. Right. Right.
0: So anyway, this is why we know he's Ozymandias. The 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 birthday cake he had. It, the colors were reminiscent of his Ozymandias costume. The way it kind of cascaded, the the leaf cascaded over the side of it looked like the 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 transdimensional uh, genetically engineered monster uh, at the thing. Right behind it, so all the decorations that you see in his house, you go back to the comic book and you could see all those decorations. There was astrolabes and this helmet that looked like it's out of three hundred. You're like, is that a, like a Zack Schneider reference? No, I think that 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 helmet was also seen in the comic book so that is without any doubt that's is 100% Ozymandias. and you just look at look at look at what, what's how his house is decorated and you'll see it
1: right and i mean they referenced the anniversary so i'm assuming it's when he dropped the squid on new york yeah i, I mean think. I, I think that
0: and now what's up with the maid and the butler
1: yeah i i don't know
0: are they genetically engineered are they like are they like like because it because why did he hand him? He's like, oh, cut the cake, and he handed handed him a horseshoe. Was that good luck? And I was like, is that some kind of tradition uh, that I just don't like? This hole in my knowledge if like somebody cuts a cake with a horseshoe on their birthday for luck or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, horseshoes are supposed happening? to be
1: lucky, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he had it to cut a cake with it. I've never heard that. And,
0: yeah. and they and the butler and the maid seemed very childlike almost in their demeanor. They were very like, not child, like innocent, you know, and it's who are they? What are they about? I think there's a lot of story behind there, whether they maybe they could be robots or genetically engineered. Because remember, in the comic book, Ozymandias had a big genetically engineered like purple lynx or something like that, this kind of crazy creature creature that walked around with him. So Ozymandias, what is he up to? What is his plan? He's writing a play. And again, the play within the play. You have Oklahoma is in there. You have the play within the play. You have a movie in about the Minutemen, the original superhero team from the Watchmen. There's there's the play within the play because it's the movie within the television show of the original Watchmen. Then you have the movie the young boy is watching, which is the movie within the thing, another movie that he's watching in the beginning, and it's telling exactly the same story, and that harkens back to the original comic book, where when you're reading uh, uh, The Watchman in the back, you have The Tale of the Black Freighter, which kind of, in a very loose kind of Metaphor tells the exact same story as the watchman with everybody dying uh at right. the end in in Manhattan. So so you have Ozymandias saying I'm writing a play in five acts and it's again another story within a story right. happening and taking place, right? Yeah. So you asked me, I um, mean, what do I give? How many flags or capes? How many capes How many do I capes? give this? I mean, I walked out of it and I was like, you know, I don't know what to think about this. But then, you know, thinking about it, and then I started reading what other people were saying about it, and and all the you know all the uh, remixing and opinionating on on the internet. Um, I I think I think it I think it it does a really a really 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 great job. I'm really interested and a little bit scared as to where it can go because it's it's touching on very raw nerves in our culture right now, and it's and it's and it's like looking at dead in the eye uh, about like where we are as a country, and it's kind of in this kind of crazy comic book reality. It's 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 looking at these things that are that are that are so you know are such problems in our society and it's and it's doing such a great job about it and and they're and, it, and it's you know they're playing it you know it's a dangerous kind of way way to go with it and uh, i th- i think it um I, r- I really dig it and the more i think about it the more i like it and um there's this great letter i think we already brought it up there's this great letter letter it's like five pages it's really long uh that uh damon lindelof uh, wrote to Watchmen fans about why he actually said yes to, you know, show running and writing writing right. this. Um, and it's a great letter. Go online. We will. We can post a, post a link in the show notes of it. And talking about Alan Moore, we even we didn't even talk about Alan Moore, uh, the crazy old wizard. Yes. Um.
1: <laughs> so so he's he's against the show. He's against the movie. He's just he's against
0: any kind of. He's against any any adaptation of any of his comic work and in an interview once he said listen watchman can only exist as a comic book because the way it was drawn and written and is that it can only exist in this format but he has the same opinion of all his properties but v for vendetta is alan moore's right uh, from hell is alan moore's and there's probably uh, a couple more that I'm not remembering uh he his seminal run on swamp thing uh that you're you were telling me anthony that the uh oh did you watch swamp Thing? I, I didn't watch you?
1: it yet no and and you know oh, now that it that it's, you. It was now that it's it was over, is another... I'm definitely interested to to check it out now that it's over. and especially knowing that it's just one season kind of makes it nice so that way I can watch like the entire thing um what we, we, right, talking it, to you about yeah. It. We should right, watch right. that,
0: though, and do a podcast to, on it. Yeah. Uh, shout, shout out to Denzel. Hey, Denzel, what's going on? I was talking to Denzel about the Swamp Thing television show and how that entire story – he was telling me – I didn't see it, but he was telling me that entire story arc is very closely based on Alan Moore's run of Swamp
1: Yeah, I had, I had heard that. Kind, yeah.
0: yeah, Swamp Swamp Thing, where it turns him – it changes the idea that it he was a human who – with some kind of chemical experiment, and he fell into a swamp, so he turned into a plant, but uh, Alan Moore again flipped the script i'm sorry i'm using that term so much today um, that in that story arc swamp thing realizes that he's not that guy, its just that guy fell, and that consciousness that was in the swamp grabbed onto the human's consciousness, so he's a plant that dreamt he was a man. So it's really, it's like, uh, it's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, you're going to have to check that Um, out for sure. Yeah, so shout out to Denzel. And, uh, no, no, I I, I love it. I want to see where it goes. And it's compelling. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And it was a really, really powerful punch in your face first episode.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like it a lot. Definitely interested to see where it goes.
0: Okie dokie. I think, I think, uh, we We talked a lot there. So that. That Yeah, that was, uh, uh, who watches The Watchmen? We watched The Watchmen. And we will continue watching The
1: Watchmen. And you should too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at com, And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play.
0: Not all podcasts where Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. I've lost you. Uh how do I leave the call here? Boom. Uh leave call.